ladies and gentlemen. Well, so we'll yeah. kick it. We 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 gonna kick it right off because we gonna. I wanna I wanna talk to y'all about a recent occurrence with Tiger Woods. We all know that he won the Masters. Yeah. He got his fifth jacket. Number yeah. fi- uh, got fifteen majors. He's passed. Uh, who did he pass? He passed Arnold. He, no, he passed Jack Nicklaus. He hadn't. No, passed. no, 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 no. Don't do that. He passed Arnold. He passed Arnold. Arnold. He hadn't passed J- Jack yet. Jack has six. No, no, no. I'm talking about in terms of overall. He's got fifteen majors overall. He passed. Well, Jack. So Jack has six Masters. Arnold has four. Right, he passed. He passed Arnold for, the, for for green jackets. Yes, but I think on the flip, he passed Jack for overall, and he's behind Arnold, or it may be the other way around, and both. No, Jack. Jack is the goat in terms of uh, in terms of golf. So however you, however we slice it, he's behind Jack on on, on overall majors. I'm a, I'm gonna look it up, but I bring that point up to uh, okay, yeah. Are you hating? No, 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 no. He's passed. He passed Arnold Palmer in uh in most uh, major championship win. No, just and and that too, and in most majors overall. Arnold Palmer has fourteen. He now has fifteen. Jack yeah. Nicholas, he's still behind. But I bring up seventeen, uh, I believe. Yeah, I bring it. I bring him up because of you know we all saw the opposition that he faced. Um, there was a Absolutely. clip. That I, there was a clip that I came across on Facebook where there were just you know various clips of talking heads and, and pundits, sports pundits uh, across the board, just saying like, "Do you ever think Tiger will be back to his former self?" And everybody was like, "No, no, no, he should retire." And this was, you know, this was of course <laughs> obviously a couple of years ago before he won at East Lake last year. But there was just so much opposition, and I wanted I wanted to just you know talk in terms of. The, the, those public occurrences where you just where somebody is ultimately and, and the public are just being beat up like like we say they've been raked over the coals and you know they just like nobody is for them They're, everybody is opposed to them doing good and nobody can figure out why and then today he gets out there and and so and showed his ass he showed his ass and he's like look y'all y'all must have <laughs> forgot yeah. oh y'all thought oh y'all forgot my name. You you y'all ain't seen me nah. in a Buick commercial in a couple of years, so you thought I oh y'all thought I fell off. Huh? Okay, let me grab this jacket from you. But that was you know. But then again, I don't know whether Tiger actually embraced that opposition and turned it into opportunity. Did do y'all think he used that? Because yes. I know a lot of people yes. are capable of taking that and really internalizing opposition and Not using yet. it as fuel. No, but some you people don't show it though. Go go ahead, but, but you know a lot of people don't show it. Some people are just, you know, well, very calm, cool, collected, and like, you know, I, 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 hear, I hear you talking. And then other people well, are just out there being very boisterous about, like, I hear my haters, and I'm going to show you. But Tiger didn't really do that. He was very, very middle. Well, you can't. It, well, well, two, so two things. Number one, when you lose $100 million, you know how to shut the hell up. <laughs> the second thing is when you lose $100 million, you know how to shut the hell up. You know, and so... I say that from this perspective, he was humbled on multiple levels. You see, if he was still being successful, which by all accounts, I mean, he had a um, he had a really good year. I, I think it was last year where he went from being number 100 in the world to number 12. Mm-hmm. He had some top 10 finishes. Mm-hmm. But it's different than Tiger Woods. That's like being LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. 
and then being a role player. Like that's not what you do. Mm-hmm. But when you lose, let's 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 be real about this. Let's back up. He had whatever transgressions he had. In that divorce, what did he lose in that divorce? Was it it was upwards of a hundred million dollars. That was just divorce. Am I correct or am I inaccurate? Yeah, that's I mean that you, right. you you're the yeah. you're the fact checker, but I'll look I it up, but lost, we all know when you got that kind of money, it ain't for fish. He to lost lose. my 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 recall says he lost in excess of a hundred million dollars in the divorce. But that was just that situation. Once that fallout happened, now companies are looking at you and here's where ego pride we talk about the impact of intention. We talk about strategic partnerships. How do all these things tie in together? Well, you know what? Case study number one. Elder Tiger fucking Woods. Strategic partnerships went out of the window because they said we can no longer be affiliated with you. Yeah, it was that 100 million. correct. That, thank you. That equated to money. I think that he lost, uh, I can't remember all the partnerships that he lost, but I think the, his portfolio, what made him. I know he lost golf, A damn near golf billionaire was, was the portfolio. It wasn't, because you got to remember, he was only participating in the events that he wanted to, mm-hmm. six to eight events a year, because I play in 68 a year, I win four of them. I'm willing to cash prize $10 million an event. I'm placing top 10 in the others. I'm making $100 million on golf. I'm also making $100 million a year in commercials making, and endorsements. I'm making, a, I'm making a half a billion on endorsements. Correct. But his net, his net worth was like, well, at that time, it's probably creeping back up. It, it was, was close to a billion dollars. Yeah, six, yeah. Six, like seven hundred fifty, you know, in that range. Yeah, so yeah, closer you know, to a billion than it was to a, to 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 a hundred million. Oh, absolutely. But the the money, and we can clearly see when we talk about the impact and the intentionality or the intention of things. The money wasn't his big deal. Listen, man, it's a cautionary tale, and I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and even front. I'm happy as all get out that there's also a redemption story um, involved with this as well. But there's a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful about being complacent, and you also have to be careful about not allowing yourself to be in a space where you can't take the constructive criticism and improve. Just because you're number one, and specifically because you're number one, it means that everybody's after you. Your grind and your effort has to be special, unique, different. And if you're not trying to put yourself out of business, somebody else is. They're waking up every day angry and pissed off trying to put you out of business or to remove you from that number one spot. I think if you look at Tiger at this point, just in my humble opinion, he's got him back to some core things. Number one, he's healthy. But also in terms of health, you know, take a look at him today and take a look at him 10 years ago. 
He started lifting. You know, he wanted to look look impressive versus be healthy. That's a, that, that's that's hard for golfers. You're using your entire body, and you're using a lot of torque or what have you. If you play middle linebacker golfing, that's not going to work for you. I mean, Tiger was basically walking around acting like he wanted to play free safety. That's not going to work for you hitting a golf ball. But if you look at him today, this is looks this looks like a guy who uh, does Bikram yoga on uh, the weekends and picks his kids up from soccer practice. He looks like champ. <laughs> he looks like champ. Like he's living an all-around life. Yeah. And I think. I mean, instead of pontificating too long, the key thing is he's happy, he's healthy, he's available, but he has a plan. And his expectations of himself are now greater than what those expectations of other people would be. Now, who would have ever said that about Tiger Woods? All right, this is Tiger Woods. When your expectations of yourself exceeds those of others, you can eliminate the noise and you can focus on yourself. I think he even talked about that a little bit when he um, was uh, on SportsCenter tonight. Yeah. But I think that's that's clutch, man. That's 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 critical. Especially when you look at the fact. Especially when you look at the fact that he, you know. It's been eleven years since yeah since the I last think time it might be fourteen, bro. Like, East, East Lake, he won about last fifteen year. since the Masters. I think since two thousand ten. No, it's, been, it's like, no, it's been it's been twenty two years since since the last time he won the Masters. Twenty two. Yeah, it's been twenty two years since the last time he got a green. Oh, jacket. that was him hugging. That was him hugging his father. Right. That was 22 today, years ago. Well, I, I don't know that he won. That was his first yeah, match. But that was his first. That was, yeah, that was that his first. That was his first. Yeah, right. that was his first one. But the, the fact is, it, he hasn't been in the uh, form that he's currently mm-hmm. shown recently in quite some time, man. Like, he, yeah. he got himself together mentally. He got himself together physically, which, like you right. said, you know, we talking about back surgery. That's a huge deal, man. There are people who have back mm, surgery. Oh, we talking about just regular deal, folks, man. you know, and they never uh, get right. 100% <laughs> yeah. back to they don't go back what they to work. did in their regular now, lives. A, so, now, a jaw move. Yes. Now, a Dr. Levin, I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this. For folks who've never, you know, tried to go out there and play golf, swing and miss. If you bad, mm. swing and miss. Let me tell you something. Let me tell, let me tell you if something you right ain't, now. That'll put you in back surgery territory by itself. Let me tell yeah, you something. Man. Let me tell you something. I played golf in high school for two years. College, I didn't play, but I played, you know, leisurely. And up until up until now, I played consistently, you know, for fun. I haven't played in about three years. And I told y'all before the call, I went and got myself a new set of clothes. I'm going to break in sometime this this weekend coming up, probably Easter weekend. I know for a fact when I get out there and I and I, and I get to swinging at that, that driving range, the number one thing you're going to do when you get home, even for people that play every day, you're going to feel your back. Yeah. 
you're going to feel your back. Yeah, absolutely. And this man had back surgery. And can, it's it's almost just like it's it's like uh like Peyton Manning and it's crazy. Their stories are, are kind of similar. Where it's like Tiger, it took it took Tiger up to this point. It took him about, you know eleven years, I think, just to get back to this what what everybody's considered this acceptable form for everybody else. But in his mind, it, you know, it probably was something he already knew he was gonna do. Yeah. Whether he was hitting his timeline or not, but it took eleven years for him to get back to winning a major. Just to prove everybody wrong that said, oh, you know, in this 11-year time period, they've been watching him try to make a comeback, and things happened. You know, he had his he had his personal issues, and then when he got back and started playing golf again, and he wasn't finishing in the top five, and people were still like, oh, well, you falling off, and da 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 da. Well, you need to retire or move over to the senior PGA or just you know. And it's like, well, but it took 11 years, and this was 11 years of opposition, whether it be internal or external. He overcame it. It turns into opportunity, yeah. which in this case, uh, you know, eleven no, eleven twelve million dollars. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I jumped in on Doctor Loving, so I definitely want to yield to him. Yeah, and, uh, just to tear it up. I mean, like he said earlier in the conversation, there is ample opportunity for you to define what it is you want. But again, we're talking about definitions. Because he wasn't he wasn't playing shitty in the past two years, but when you set a standard, and I think that's the thing we have to realize the brand we create. Mm-hmm. When you set a certain standard, people compare you to your greatest, not your average. Right, and that's something that you have to keep in mind. But Doctor Levin is is yours, brother. Well, no, they, and, and when you're talking about somebody like Tiger Woods, even you know in his past, you're comparing him to his average. His average was greatness, and so <laughs> right, the expectation is going to 100 percent of the time be extraordinarily high, despite what you might be going to in your going through in your personal life, and despite what you're going through physically. It, you know, to have played this um, sport that's can be taxing on you physically, his, literally his entire life from basically toddler age through now, man, you can see how he might have had some degenerative injuries in his back and other parts of his body over time and then that could work work on him. But nobody was sitting up there thinking about the, you know, that's, that's not the central theme of anybody's um, article. The central theme about any of anybody's article is Tiger fell off, you know, a time finally got him or whatever it is. And so you uh you, you gotta recognize that when you start talking about your your opposition, whether it's time or anything else, um, those those people who have a story to tell are gonna tell the story that's um not necessarily going to um inspire you. And so I, I I look at a situation like he is today, um, and you see, man, um, people are always going to say negative things. Not always, but, you know, there's there's always going to be someone, I should say, saying a, saying a negative thing, right? And also your experiences in your past, and especially your recent past, can dictate to you, like, man, I've had some tough times. But a person like Tiger Woods recognizes, all right, yeah, so is everybody else. You know, I'm going to do what it is that I do best now, 
not like what I did best back in the day when I could drive the ball 300 yards and blast everybody off the tee and destroy them. No, no, no. I'm new me. What can I do now to come up with the best recipe for me to win? And I think for our listeners, that's what you need to hear, right? At the end of the day, um, you know, you might have been extraordinarily great at something before, right? But now you have your own recipe that comes from your experience, comes from your understanding of the industry, comes from what it is that you can now bring to the table. And it's a little, might be a little different than what you bought in the beginning, but it is still as important as it was in the past and is as potentially impactful as it was. You just need to make sure that you understand uh, what it is that you're bringing the t- to the table and, and bringing it to the right place so that you can um, leverage it in the right way so that you can be extraordinarily su- successful, right? And so that, and, and the idea can be extraordinarily successful despite the fact that there might not be as many people who believe in it, but that's okay. You know, that, that that's fine. The opposition will push against you it always does, and it always has, right? But the fact that uh, people oppose you doesn't necessarily stop you as much as it gives you some fuel to see, okay, which directions should I go to make myself successful? Which directions should I avoid going? What things are going to help me? What things are going to hurt me? And really all it does is, you know, helps you define your own path so that you can go ahead and be successful going forward. So those people that see that, oh, well, I want to go this way, and someone else says, no, you shouldn't go that way, and then they give up, well, those are the only people who lose, right? Because the people who, who experience those things and hear someone say no, and then they say, okay, well, let's let's see if there is another way those are the individuals who end up being successful in a different way than they may have originally planned, but they take the skills that they have and they press them towards that goal that they have despite the um, the, the new um, impingements or, or whatever sort of obstacles might be in their way, right? That That's what life is about. There's always obstacles. No matter what your idea is, even the most happy-go-lucky, wonderful thing that you want to do, and you think that no one would be against you, and you take it to the church committee, and uh, you'd assume that everybody would be on your side, and the next thing you throw it out there, and somebody named Gladys had an idea that was different than that, and they want to destroy you in a church meeting. And it's, it seems crazy to you, but that's life, man. So you have to decide... Um, what it is that you're going to do with what God has given you, right? What it is that you're going to do with the opportunities in front of you and what it is that you're going to be uh, going to do with the opposition that I will say has been given to you. Because that opposition that has been given to you is going to be something that can shape the way in which you position things that can make them even more um more advertising or or more appeasing to somebody else because there's somebody that might actually agree with that person that's opposing you. And so now you figured out one more way to sell your thing that is a 
positive, appropriate, happy, wonderful, productive thing to another person who might not have seen it that way had you not encountered that impulse. Uh, opposer. And that's why it's important to see things in an optimistic manner, right? Because a lot of times when people uh, encounter something that comes against them, they give up. And that's not true. You wouldn't be listening to us all these hours and stuff that we put together and all the stuff that we're talking about if you just wanted to lay down every time something came against you. You're here listening to us because you're trying to come up with new tools and new things to inspire you to do something different. When people come up against you, and that's what we're trying to give you. So that's all I have. Let's talk about because I mentioned it towards the end of the the show of reminding people to beware of no opposition. Yeah. Because a lot of people may, you know, you may be going on to dealers, and you you are expecting opposition, of course, as where you should be. You should be cautious and aware, and knowing the opposition is coming. But then there is none. And how eerie that feeling is of like, I know good and damn well something. Not necessarily has to be wrong, but I know something, something's there. Where is it? But being aware of no opposition and then in terms of, like we, we, we're talking about Tiger Woods and golf and playing golf, we all know that there is not necessarily opposition in golf because you can play golf by yourself, but the opposition then becomes the course. There is par right. for the course, and you know what par is. That's your opposition. You've got to defeat that par. You're trying your best to either get par or get below par. That's the opposition. But let's talk about no opposition being found. Do you go searching for it? Do you do you actively, like, what is the, the importance of actively searching for opposition? And like we said in the show, we, we define opposition as <laughs> not necessarily being hostile opposition. Like, we're not going out actively seeking you know, detrimental criticism, right. like, where are the haters at? Tell me what you don't right. like about me or what I'm doing. No, let's let's find the opposition of like, okay, nobody in this room at this presentation has anything, you know, negative or criticism to give me back about my presentation. Let me go actively find somebody who can help me tweak this because I know that it can be better. Well, listen, so you, you talked about it earlier as it relates to being hostile or helpful, right? So, Really, that's what it boils down to. No one said anything. It's very personal, though, because I, I want everybody to understand what you're left with. You're left with your own thoughts. Okay, so let's be very clear about that. You are left with your own thoughts about what people think. Because you lay out the scenario you just said, hey, you know, I presented the proper information. No one's had anything negative to say. Now I'm just trying to figure out what are the next steps. You're kind of left with your own thoughts. Those thoughts are very telling about where you are in your growth as an individual. And oftentimes, while those thoughts might reveal some uh, some things that may cause some some personal opposition, they're more revealing around what your thought process is about yourself and how you really see yourself. And a lot of people don't take the time to advance and develop and grow from that. You know, think about it this way. I have the opportunity to, you know, uh, chart my course in X, Y, Z. 
that sounds great, but then when you start thinking about it, no no one else is telling you, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, but we become so accustomed to that. It's almost as if no information is worse than bad information for some folks because at a minimum, they are accustomed to dealing with people telling them what they can't do. When no one is infringing on your progress or what have you, Sometimes you infringe on your own. So as opposed to taking that opportunity. Mm, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, just run that run that point we're back one more time. Because it's an underlying thing. We talk about your enemy being your enemy. Run that point being one more time. your enemy, right. There, there are a lot of times where because no one else is infringing on your opportunity, you infringe on your own. <laughs> Simply because no one is telling you what you can't do. A lot of times we are looking for the opposition when it does not show up in the manner. It's not that it doesn't exist, right? Let Mm -hmm. me be clear about that. Mm -hmm. Because it's not showing up in the manner that we expect it, we ignore it. But we forget to protect ourselves from ourselves. Because what happens is it shows up in you. No one has told you you can't do it. Everything is going great, and then all of a sudden, uh, you, I mean, you start self-doubt. Yes. Self-hate is what it, what it really is. Mm-hmm. And one of the largest reasons why is because who has gone before you to show you those opportunities and to show you that you can do these things? In a lot of cases, we are the first person in our families, communities, or whatever to do said things. There's a lot of pressure on people to do those things. And as opposed to sharing those fears and opposed to sharing those insecurities with folks, we hide behind pride. We prop ourselves up by puffing our chest out and doing things that are not conducive to having people give you the benefit of the doubt or help you. So as we as we talk about this thing, we talk about opposition and opportunity. One of the things that you can do to create a better chance of you capitalizing on the opportunity that's in front of you, be more of your authentic self. Be honest about the things that you have fears about with the people that matter most to you. And if those people are really for you, you now have a safe landing space when things get tight or difficult or you have a situation like you're explaining right now, Arthur, where, hey, you know, man, I really need to deliver. I have uh, something I need to vet or talk about or maybe I have it delivered. You still have a safe space to go to where you can get exactly what you talked about earlier, constructive criticism where you know is given to you in the way of truth and love and you're able to digest it and move on from it. And that falls back that, that throws back to that the, that personal board of directors, your power circle, your strategic partner. Absolutely. It's not only your personal board of directors, but it, it goes into your evolution as a person. As time goes on, you are in fact responsible for making better decisions. You know, so as your responsibility increases, your ability to make better decisions should probably go in that direction. 
And so if you're not surrounding yourself with people who help you do those things or challenge you to do those things, your decision-making criteria, your process by which you judge success, everything is going to be off kilter because we need to recall and remember that because we are defining what success looks like for ourselves, that could be hit or miss for the people who are receiving the services. So I don't want that to get lost in the, uh, in the sauce, so to speak, because those people and their opinions and criteria should be put very high on the list. When you talk about opportunity, your opportunity is only gr as great as the service you provide to fill the need that's being um, um, given or expressed. So if you're not going to do that and you're not going to do it appropriately, efficiently, and adequately, your opportunity is very bleak. Dr. Levin, I want to I want to throw it to you on a personal level uh, because you uh, you did a photo shoot today and you experienced some slight opposition. <laughs> <laughs> you experienced some slight opposition to uh, to, to to your photos. I'm not. We won't name names of who was opposed to. What? <laughs> I thought it was uniform acceptance. What? No. All right. So look. In terms of uh, in terms of moving ahead, right? You're gonna do some things. Some of it is going to be accepted by everybody. Is oh man, these are oh you should have done this. This is great. And then because of you thinking about things in your own personal, unique, special way, you're gonna do some things that are gonna rub other people the wrong way or they're just not going to be able to see how what it is that you've done is uh consistent with you know everybody get ahead and getting ahead of them getting ahead or they just might decide that it's funny to mess with you right and so the fact is you have to you have to um stand on what it is that you have going right and actually um have thought about the message that you're trying to send with all of the activity that you're doing, right? Whether it's pictures, whether it's what you're talking okay. about, whether whether it's what you're writing, right? You're sending messages all the time, right? And the message that you are trying to send needs to be consistent um, with what it is that you're doing to send the message, right? Well, so let's talk. Let's talk about the yeah. message you was trying to send today. Yeah. Yes, well, with my shooby dooby uh, R&B pictures. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Which one? Cause shoot, Which no, because no, because shooby is a different era. The era you was going for was very Jodeci esque. Oh, you was very, you was very uh, John B. -esque. It was, it was more fiending and freaking you than anything <laughs> that I've seen from any other R&B artist. It was very much. In that realm, I would have to agree. A, Look, hold on. Let me I give some. A, let me give some context to the to the listeners. This is Go what ahead. we're doing right now. Is we're having playful banter with Doctor Loving about. He had a photo shoot because we're we're, we're 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 dropping some photos for the Bridger Pod and things of that nature. So Doctor Loving, you can find it on his Instagram. It's uh <laughs> at Doctor Ajamu Loving. It's D R A J A M U L V I N T. He dropped. He dropped. We we dropped the picture on there. Um, and that's just one of many, you know. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's gonna drop no, a coffee table. Nothing. Book. No, 
We're not doing yeah. nothing with the mother pictures. Hey, man. Look, look, we I don't, don't know, know if we dropped we don't the coffee table. I don't know if Dr. Lovett is planning on I don't know if Dr. Lovett is planning on leaving this podcast for a modeling career or if he's dropping an album soon. Me and DJ have he's not clearly a hair model, but I'll be here. <laughs> me and DJ he's have not model. really recognized or uh, defined the opposition here because we're not sure what he's doing. <laughs> but all I know is it's a 12-track album coming out soon. Right. Black DeBarge. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. Black I don't know DeBarge. exactly where all of what we're doing is going. i am be honest with you. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, you know, it, all of these really organic conversations that I think have really have sort of fortified themselves into in the great podcast and um hopefully as as listeners really start to uh grab onto them and and and, and enjoy them i hope it leads to people really getting a lot more out of their professional lives and personal lives yeah. i see all that all that covered too but hey man we've gotta we've gotta think about how what it is that we're talking about in terms of our message and what it is that we're doing in terms of our visual visual image that we are putting out there. <laughs> how consistent they are with one another. And we gotta reach out to know, the people. Man. This is a people Oh no, listen. Dr. Love is basically letting you know fellas this is a people relationship. Fellas, his pictures are not for you. What let me man? let you fellas know these pictures are not for you. Hey, look, so, so these he is not for, reaching these out to you. These pictures ain't for your woman either, because otherwise hey, Dr. Lovett going to have to hey. do jujitsu. I feel like y'all, hey. I feel like y'all are being exclusive in a lot of unnecessary ways. <laughs> oh no, man! I think I think we're being honest. You need Dr. to take this constructive criticism. I'm being I'm being opposed because I feel like because we've seen what I posted. My picture was very, <laughs> very urban. Mine was very urban. Uh, uh, me, uh-huh. with a, me with a t-shirt on. But then Dr. Loving comes today with the un, with the loot, with the loose bow tie. The unsullied. Top, the top unsullied. Button, <laughs> top button. Top button. Dr. Button, Loving comes with the unsullied. Holding, holding the mic or ever so gently with a slight, <laughs> with a slight, uh, with a slight vignette uh, around Ooh. him and an aura in the background uh. type thing. You know, or right. It was just, look, right. I, look, I, look, I feel like I'm, I'm being attacked. I feel I'm like I'm being attacked here. I just want 100%. You know I, 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 I felt attacked, actually, by your ad. Thank and you. Thank you. Me and I DJ felt, felt like we were, being, we were being attacked as if in step your game up, Young Bucks, because uh, I felt, I don't know. Well, Arthur, I know you, you don't watch Game of Thrones, but he does. I felt like he was treating me like the unsullied. And <laughs> I, my whole, I my, feel like I was your humble apologies. No, my whole goal was to make was to sure, treat me was like the, was the shit on earth. Was the shit on earth? But to make sure that what I was putting out there was on the level. Oh, you want to talk like that while you say it too? Go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to make sure that people looked at the looked at the images. I want to make sure people look at me. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 they looked at the images and said, 
Oh uh, man, that, what was the emotions material. that you were trying to evoke? Yeah, what emotions? You send out emotive images, man. Yeah, man, that's what it's all about. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's a yeah, good response. That's yeah, a good response. Number of levels that we care about, <laughs> what our listeners have, and we trying to respond to it in our hey. own ways. He said, "Number Culturally responsive, huh? Yes. He said, "From the from the from the basement to the penthouse, we try." That's to all of it. My pastor said. My pastor said today, man. I was I was at church today. My what? pastor said today. I almost got up and walked out. He said. He said, um, "I saw I saw those European cars out there today, but I want to let y'all know, my push to start work the same way yours worked." He also said that there was a time where I parked my car on a hill mm. and I had to crank it up by letting it roll down. Hey, let me tell you something. I, I parked like, my car on an angle just so my gas needed Right. <laughs> now, I feel like Dr. Loving is saying, now listen, I've done what it is I need to do. And if y'all don't want to take no sexy pictures, that's up to y'all. <laughs> But I, so effectively, what you're saying is, but I am. Nothing has, has, has in his own way. He's moved. He's, he's raised on. He's, ra- he's raised the bar. Uh, he's moved on. He's I'm raised going. the bar, and we're taking he's it. He's moved on. He's what targeted. I'm he's targeted our demographic. With what I'm telling you <laughs> is that this is the first set of photos. Oh, 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 oh okay. That, that, there, there, that there may be more. There will be others, is what you're saying. Now, hold on. As full, as full disclosure, who's your photographer, Dr. Lovey? This is my wife Melissa Love, and she's got quite the eye for these types. So let's so oh, let's okay. let's let's be honest. There may she, be a certain set of pictures that no one will ever see. to make me look handsome. That's how somehow oh, she stuck with me. There may there may my, be a third set of pictures that no one will ever see. Well, yeah, that's probably true too. <laughs> my point is that that we should not be trying to limit how awesome our photos are. <laughs> We need to be focused on making them even better. That's what it, that's what I'm talking about. Says the man who I look look ladies look, and gentlemen, man, more context we, to this. Ladies, more context to this. I simply asked everyone. I said, let's you know take a picture with the mic so that we can put out you know some consistent material just you know to introduce ourselves visually via the Brethren podcast because up until this point we've only had um, you know just just uh, general advertisement for the podcast no pictures of us so yeah. i went into my hallway and i took a i took a picture with my phone <laughs> and my mic and my microphone very simple you can find it on on my on my instagram uh, across various social media now today dr <laughs> lovin has taken it upon itself to have a full blown photo shoot okay so that this is why this is why this is where my opposition comes it's not necessarily opposition uh-huh. because look we are brothers. We are part of this strategic partnership in this power circle. But I just wanted y'all to let you, you know, to give you insight as to the lengths that Dr. Levin went to went to to let us know I got this. Hey, listen, man, this dude shaved his head today with a straight edge razor. <laughs> I, I do that every day. No, oh no, 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 no. But so don't tell me I'm lying there. I'm telling <laughs> the truth. 
<laughs> he just wanted to let he you know that was a daily occurrence. It wasn't special for the folks. My hair stays well, nah, nah. <laughs> Straight edge razor. And then he lined himself up with some Andes Clippers. <laughs> and when I saw them pictures, like that loose bow tie, I was just like, that's you know, I ain't never know. tired, right? I ain't never even tired. I just let it. You know, that's fine. I, I put it that's on fine. the TV, too. But that's, it evoked, Dr. Lover, it evoked an image that when, when we once we posted it, people was like, when is the album dropping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I see, that's the thing. I feel like that's all right that we, you know, people wait for our album, man. That's that's fine. <laughs> I don't DJ, I like how you said we have to wait for our album. Ava. Yeah, that's man. Our album. The way I was dressed, the only thing I could do on your album is carry the crates for you, sir. What, man? No, man. I, I, I had on, a, I had on a, like, like DJ, what DJ said in the show, meager. I had on meager clothing. My meager accommodation. <laughs> my meager my meager attire. Me, I, I look, only thing I could do, I could be the producer. I'm in there, I'm in there, I'm in there, you know, flipping switches on the board, but you, my friend, are the lead singer. We gotta keep the talent happy, man. He dressed like the first African American PhD in person. <laughs> hey, hey, he no, he dressed like the first African American PhD in financial planning, who is also a lounge singer. You know who? You know? You know what that picture evokes? <laughs> that picture evokes Kyle Barker esque. Uh, uh, oh, from Living Single. Yes, that's exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, me. ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go leave your feedback on the picture at Dr. John Loving on Instagram. Show him some love because look, that's that, major as a major compliment. Just say this. Of course it is because look, look. I'm let's be honest about it. Kyle Barker, Kyle Barker was was a very you know very integral uh, representation of the black man that people needed to see. Yeah, that brother hey, was tight. Man. A man that wore a man that wore silk no. silk handkerchiefs every day and worked in finance. Yeah. He's everything DJ wants to be. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, I would never ever <laughs> present myself as Kyle Barker. What? Ever in life? Because he, no he ain't no lounge. He's scared because he ain't got that best game. You need. <laughs> First of all, my best game is fire, and what? I got the bow ties. Don't play. I'm Don't make me come to, to Miami for the. Don't make me come to Miami to this next meeting. Man, please tell me. I have bow ties. Listen, I'm not saying you're not I'm just saying I just I, I, oh my vest, my vest, yes. Like next time I see any of y'all, well, I'm coming with I'm coming with three bow ties around my neck and ain't no. He just out, out yeah. there like looking like a that's big that's, like that's a number big one. <laughs> but however, <laughs> I know my lane. I know my lane. I know it. I know it well. That's Look, man, I, I wear a fifty regular jacket. Ain't nobody trying to see me walking around in no European cut pants for a flat front with Damn, my shirt man. tucked in and a vest on. That 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 ain't it. I didn't say you had to. Cause you know what you gonna look like. You gonna look like you gonna look like a you gonna look like a up my grandma said preacher. Fool. You gonna look like a up say, southern preacher. <laughs> my grandma <laughs> said I'm gonna be an empty wagon making a lot of noise. <laughs> This is, that's that's that youth pastor. Uh, 
Nah, that's that's hey, that's, that's brother. That's over hey, children's that's ministry. Hey, he come he come in he come in with all three pieces of the suit on, but by the time he get ready to start, that jacket coming off. All right, that jacket is coming off, and that vest when they get wells. You don't catch wells with that. Wells is gonna come in there with hey. his. Well, yeah, my 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 thing my thing gonna be right. Forget that. Hey. You may not see me in a vest at work, but you, what you're going to see is my pants going to fit properly, my suit going to be right, and to Dr. Levin's point, my collar stays are going to be in, and I'm not going to be clashing. I'm going to be together, man. Like You could, you could bet your bottom dollar on that shit. So man, we, now, done, man, we done went off on a complete, complete. Doing, no, no, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. No, but this is what the after show is for. It's what we can talk about whatever this we want to. We Listen, got still man, topic the topic in here. The whole no, nah, we should. But the big deal is if Doctor <laughs> Levin that if Doctor Levin's ass didn't go out and make a CD <laughs> cover, we wouldn't have to have this conversation at all. Doctor Levin you know, specifically brought up opposition to the way that we were going because me and DJ were probably going in this very yeah. meager way, and Doctor Levin said, "No, I oppose of this. I need everyone on level thirty-five. Me and DJ was going to be meager on level twenty. T-shirts, t-shirts and microphones. Now, now yeah. Dr. Levin is like, no, you know what? I got an album dropping in six days and you don't know nothing about it. Listen, man, man this, dude, this dude got on stage with Adam right now. And he going to try to blame <laughs> his wife for this. But he can't blame his wife for this. She was just responsible for taking the pictures. Dr. Levin got Stacey Adam's house shoes. Got Stacey Adam's house shoes. Just shutting the game down. Bro, he had, he had suspenders on. No, no. <laughs> Mid afternoon. Now you know damn well. You know damn well that you you had them on. You had them on. You know damn well that you had suspenders on all day. Suspenders. I didn't even think about it. But now we got the pictures. Hey, look now. Look, DJ, calm down. Calm down. Because now look, you hear you hear talking. He taking this opposition. And I, now feel like go, I feel like it's redo. going. I feel like it's crossing the line. Man, hating. That's all I'm saying. DJ, you giving them too much because now you mentioned these suspenders. Now we're gonna get a, now we're gonna get a text tomorrow with a whole new photo shoot included yep. suspenders. Yeah. Don't 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 see. I said I said on my I on my word that I have pictures with him in suspenders from I, today. Look, man, that was yeah, today. I don't. I am not ashamed of suspenders. I know you not. I know you not. <laughs> I know you not. I'll rock suspenders. Go ahead, Simba. Go ahead, Simba. I'll put suspenders on and pop them in front of people and rock it. I really wish you wouldn't do that again. again. I, I will do it at a presidential debate and stand Man. there right in, in front First of all, the way I see it... <laughs> The way I see it, this is you at the grocery store getting ready to check out with your groceries, and then they tell you your total, and you just pop your suspenders for good measure, just <laughs> fucking with people at the grocery store. I got store. money. First of all, just, exactly, exactly. And then he pays with like Apple Pay or something. Oh, Don't man, pull out a card. He just puts his man, phone. I, that's when I pull man. out a check, dude. Just. <laughs> We out here with a, with, a, with, a, with a personalized pen that he that he that he touched the tip of it to his tongue, and then write his check out like what's the total? That's what we okay. on. 
we gonna, and, we gonna, and, and look, oh, and look, and look, and then write, oh, the, then write the check for twenty dollars over so he get cash back. <laughs> I got four, I got fourteen <laughs> items in the fifteen item deal. I pushed it to the limit. And I and dare I'm you bring, to say something. And I'm gonna bring the checkbook out. Oh and, my God! And ask what y'all. Who I, so who I make this, this man said he's gonna write a check right. to Mister so, or Mrs. Kroger. Wait, wait, fellas, <laughs> like let me. Man, I wish it was a Kroger here. Number one, them cupcakes are fire. Yeah. Not to mention that chicken. But either way, yeah. bro, I'm at I'm at uh I'm at the grocery store. This is just yesterday. I'm in line. I'm like, man, there's only one person in line. This is going to be great. Why this lady pull her checkbook out? And I knew I was done. As soon as she pulled her checkbook out, now I'm looking at the uh, the, the, the self-service line. Like, man, I should have gotten this line. Bro, why she couldn't see the screen? Why she didn't know how to write a check? So she handed me her checkbook and her pen. And was like, hey, baby, write this check for me. Wow. I said, excuse me? She said, I don't, I don't know how to write no check. I ended up writing this lady's check. Gave, you know, gave her the, uh, the check after I wrote it, of course. And then she looked at me. She looked at the check with her glasses on. And I'm like, you just said you don't know how to write no check. And so I asked, I said, well, ma'am, I don't understand what she's looking at if you don't know how to write it. She said, just because I don't know how to write it don't mean I don't know how to read it. You ain't even take my money from me. Mm-hmm. And that's what she told me standing in line. So, Jumbo, mm-hmm. my challenge to you, find a millennial, find a whomever, do the same. Record it, post it, and if you do so, Whatever it is that you are planning to give to the uh, the challenge for our listeners, mm. I double it. Look at you challenging me in ways I ain't prepared to accept. I don't know. So wait, you challenging you you challenging Doctor Lovin to find a millennial and challenge him to write a check? Right. Dang, challenge a know. millennial? No, 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 no. See, keep, keep in mind, she had me write it. So she said she didn't know how to write. write challenge of my check because you know they can't write in cursive. Also, oh, wait, this this lady that you talking about, she was she was a young person, a person. No, she was older. No, so she was older. Want, lady. So you want me to let somebody write a check on my behalf for <laughs> my check? <laughs> Just at the grocery store at Kroger. Like you, you something small, something small, the rotisserie chicken and some and some mashed potatoes. Let, let me tell you something. About <laughs> your your Monday meal. Your Monday meal. Let me tell you something about how I rock my security as it comes to this checkbook of mine. You don't use it. You don't use it. No, I mostly, that's true. I mostly don't use it. But it is also made of the finest of blue plastics. (laughs) No, I'm about to put in the hands of somebody else. It's a oak oak snake skin. Uh, bro, shut your mouth. Speaking of speaking of challenges, let's, let's, I'm, not a, I'm not about to allow some some novice to try to write this check out <laughs> and potentially waste. Hey, somebody, somebody hey, not love it, not love it. Gonna be like you write this check. They gonna pull out. They gonna pull up YouTube. No, first of man. all, this man, just give your first of all. What this is what I do. If you go to the liquor store and get your check to champ, 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. First off, first off, that is the one that is the place look, the, the liquor store is for cash and checks. The people that people nah. that from a certain socioeconomic background know what I mean. But that yeah, is one place you don't necessarily write your checks. You don't necessarily right. write your Nah, he need to be out there buying that. What what uh what what liquor he had? On that call, my E and J. No, 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 no. no. You had no, some. Absolutely not. Some you tried. It was the, the vodka you tried out a couple of episodes ago. No, it was oh, that, the Soke or some shit. It was a vodka. Wasn't it a vodka though? No, it was. No, nah, it, it was a cognac. But he tried oh, it out. Dose Soke. No, it wasn't Dose Soke. It was Dose or something. Yeah, I've tried a lot of different cognacs, man. That's the shit that I'm saying. Nah, man. Yeah, champ, champ need to write your DJ. DJ is opposed. DJ is opposed to uh, uh, to venturing out in the cognac lane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, opposed look, to E and J. That's a problem. No, no. Whoa, I'm opposed whoa, whoa, to E and J. See what one uh, thing we not gonna do here is we not gonna forget what, from which we come. That's right. Uh, I don't know because came because there were time. there were many an undergrad night where E and J was where it was at. That's right, and this is I ain't never. So. I ain't never. So look, so so here now, so here we've come to an impasse where you That's you right. got on you do, you got on Dr. Yeah. Lover for his for his suit for his for his for his pictures, and here you Man, go with the, right with the with the with the with the liquor shame. I, I know I ain't never yeah, I ain't had nothing but Hennessy. I've only been yeah. drinking the finest forever. Oh, that's, those are lies. I just said that I was drinking Paul Masson from the Making Motel for the duration, for the duration of my hey, college Paul career. Hey, I like, I like the way he's trying to make Paul Masson seem like it's better than E&J. I'm going to tell you right now, I take Paul Masson over some E&J every day. Everybody now, will because Paul Masson don't have a nifty name like Irkin Jerk. That's right. First, first of all, First, well, I ain't gonna defend this with y'all. <laughs> ain't nobody. Yo, listen, you, you feel like you drink like club this? I do. I do. <laughs> always have, always will. Always have, always will. I ain't drinking your E and J. I ain't drinking Bougie, nobody's E and J. Bougie Negroes and the liquor on the next episode. <laughs> you call me whatever you want to call me. Whatever, man. E and J ain't got no place in my life. When it's time for the old men to do all of the different dances, from <laughs> they need to be drinking Hennessy. If you that, respect that man, let me tell you, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Yeah. it's disrespectful to offer, offer an elder some E&J before he well, go out there and do his two-step. E&J is nostalgic. Hennessy ain't nothing but E&J and Palmatine pour through a piece of bread. But let me remind the listeners about the challenge that we're going before we get off in this, before we get off in this tangent of uh, of liquor wars, game of game of game of cognac. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we got yeah. we we got a challenge going on where we we setting a one month goal between us, and I'm pretty sure these other two uh, degenerates haven't uh, put their goals into their phones. I have mine is in my phone, mine is set. Yeah. Uh, so I'm ahead of the curve right now. What? No, screenshot. no, no, Screenshot. Screenshot. Listen, I'll invite you. I'll invite you to it. I'll invite you to it. Just so the listeners know. Let me finish telling them what we got going on. It's a challenge to set a goal. But they need to know what time it is because I challenge you to a screenshot. It is 2.10 a.m. on 4.15. 
this is how we feel about this work that we do for y'all. I am insulting author and I am insulting a jumble <laughs> at <laughs> 10 a.m. We're all going to be in trouble shortly. Niggas <laughs> if and flies. we don't wrap this up. Yeah. Arthur, there you go again. <laughs> there, there you, you made go. Made it through the whole episode, though. Mama, there you go. Mama, there goes that man. Oh, hands listen, down, man down. That's my fault. I listen, this, look, this is the after show. We are allowed. We are it allowed. Does not matter. Freedom. We are allowed creative freedoms here in this space. Now, if the episode. You call that creative. When the in the in the episode we are, we 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 exhibit the yeah. utmost of restraints uh, from mm-hmm. keeping it real. Here we keep it all the way real. So the real has been kept. And uh, so back to the challenge. So Dr. Levin is extra challenge. We envision the challenge along with him that we will set a one month goal. Yeah. And if you can prove to us that you have reached your goal, set your goal, reach your goal, um, we'll invite you on. Talk about your goal, the steps you took to accomplish your goal, um, and then there's also a, a prize, monetary and otherwise, gift-wise, that we'll will bestow upon you. But um, that's what it is. And like DJ said, we need to wrap this up because uh, it is after 2 a.m. that we're recording. We burn this midnight oil for you guys, you know. Oh, we get the word out. This part, this part is actually just for us. And let's be honest about it. The after show is just for <laughs> us. It ain't got nothing to do with y'all. This is literally us continuing. The, the, the banter that we start before we start recording for the episode and continuing the banter after and we try to do the professional thing of incorporating the topic but ultimately it's just like shit talk there we go um but yeah we we, we we go ahead and close out there yet mama there goes that man and this is this is what happened when you've been uh you know pouring yourself small glasses here and there black label for the past what, three three four hours almost yeah oh yeah yeah because we we, we we really got to it together collectively at about 11 something uh eastern standard time and i'm pretty sure yeah. if i know y'all like i think i know you which i do y'all had your bottles mm-hmm. on deck way before then dr levin was shooting shoot having a photo shoot he was probably good within his yeah. bottle as well um so yeah you know, this is, these are the effects that you get. We do a great job of getting through our episodes, dropping knowledge, you know, under these influences. And we always remind everybody to drink responsibly. And then in the after show, we let loose. We let loose. This is the reception. It's like going to a wedding. You be pumped and circumstance, you're good. And this is the reception where everybody gets in trouble with their wives. <laughs> well, I think it's also important to remember that this is the part where you waited for all of your appropriate coworkers to leave. Yeah, 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 and then then you give the DJ Mm -hmm. the nod Mm -hmm. to say that you can play "Wipe Me Down." Mm -hmm. "Wipe Me Down" is the orientation for the night that lets everybody know that shit has just gone off the hinges, and it's fair game to do whatever it is you want to do. So Uh, "Wipe Me Down" at all? Yes, the classic Negro spiritual that is. I knew that was coming. I I knew that was coming. But it is. But it is. But listen, man, you know, um, in, in, in all sincerity, you have to have a group of people around you that you can build with. You have to have a group of people that inspire you. You also have to have a group of people that are going to challenge your status quo. Everyone has one. 
when you think you reached your limit, you need to have a person around you that's going to tell you that you need to redefine it. I'm appreciative of you, brothers, because I know that I have that with you. I'm even more grateful for my extended circle of friends that I have that with. I can't wait for us to incorporate, you know, our respective circles into this call and then obviously opening it up for our listeners. But what I want, uh, what I want people to really understand and know is that the greatest opposition to your opportunity is yourself. Once you get out of your way, you won't let other people stand in yours. And, um, you know, if I don't say anything else tonight, I just wanted to close with that, man. And uh, I have a lot of respect for y'all, brothers. Dr. Love, your pictures were amazingly phenomenal. I'm going to have to try to find a way to uh, match that. But please, when I say please, please do not send any more. Hey. We doing more things, but yeah, <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> but, but but no, I, I appreciate I appreciate what you're talking about, brother. And let let me just say, man, it is my pleasure to talk to you guys every Sunday. It's uh it's even more of uh, of a wonderful thing, and that we're able to use this to um be productive and help other people in their lives. And I hope this episode has been something that people will be able to use to push themselves forward despite the opposition that they uh, feel like they experience and, and use that to, to positively impact them. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about taking whatever comes at you and using those, uh, using that experience that you, you go through to positively shape your life. And, and so I am very happy that, at the end of the you know the nights these times that we spend with one another we're using them to uh positively impact others but i also think that this is uh positively impacting us and i'm really enjoying the time that i'm spending with y'all and uh i look forward to many more episodes going forward so that's all i have most definitely i'll reiterate the points i like i always tell y'all like and I told you all personally before, this is my third go round at this this podcasting thing, and this is one of the most organic uh, feels that I've ever gotten when it comes to this. And I look forward to you know our conversations, and you know later on in 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 in, in future episodes, we'll get into the the nitty and the gritty and the meat and potatoes of how this all came about because you know the the format that we got going now is. You know, not something that we really planned out. It just happened. We decided to get together one Sunday and just record our conversation. And that was episode one. It was not, you know, it was not like we had this whole format written down and prompts and, and, you know, everybody had their notes written down and, you know, different resources pulled up with the bibliography and all of that. No, it was literally just us having a conversation that we had recorded. That's the beauty of what we got going on here. And I love the fact that I have two well-versed gentlemen in their, their respective uh, arenas to basically make me look good because I don't know half the shit they be talking about. I just be, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I bridge the gap between the laymans and the, and, and the leaders and the, and, and the learners. So I appreciate them for, you know, allowing me to be on this journey and, you know, just give my two cents as I can. Like, like DJ said, I'm, you know, my meager 
my mega stature is, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's, 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 but anyways. Yeah, yeah, your mega six businesses. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, you know, it's, uh, I look, but and still, I don't have an album cover like Dr. Love. And we're going yeah. <laughs> we, to end it down, man. I love you guys. We love our listeners. We appreciate every single person that's given us feedback, whether it be positive or not. And so far, we've gotten nothing but positive feedback. So we definitely wholeheartedly appreciate it. And we definitely want everybody to keep it coming. Thanks to Dr. Dr. Levin's uh, photos, we probably did gain a substantial amount of listeners tonight because <laughs> it piqued a lot of interest. So we thank you, Dr. Levin, for uh, you know putting yourself out there. For the good of the podcast and what we got people for our platform, things, man. People hey, people over, over things. things, people over things, things is always the the underlying motto and uh, foundation of what we got going here. Thanks, to Dr. Love and PhD, Destrian Wells, Destrian Wells Consulting, and myself, uh, AJ Wilson of MMBBGW.com. But make sure you follow in the Brethren Podcast on Instagram. That's at Brethren Pod, B R E A D. R E N P O D, and be on the lookout because we will have Brethren Pod t-shirts coming very soon in order for you all to tap in and support the movement and let people know that you are a brethren and you don't have to be a male to be a brethren brethren is anybody that's about their bread and about getting their bread like we are so we thank you all for listening and we love you all and we hope we have bestowed some knowledge upon you as we do in every episode y'all have a good night